Hello and welcome to another Source Property Podcast. This is the first podcast in a series all about assisted sales. And the title of this podcast is What is an Assisted Sale? My name is Chris Kirkwood and I am the Franchise Director here at Source. So I'm responsible for the whole franchise operation. And with me today, I have got Abby Tomlinson, who is one of our support team. Hi, Abby. Hi, Chris. Thanks for uh, inviting me on the podcast. Hi, everyone. I am Franchise Support for London and the South East with Sourced. So I work with Chris and the rest of the franchise team. And what kind of thing do you do as franchise support, Abby? I do so many things, Chris. I manage a big team of uh, franchisees. I assess and analyse property deals that they're going out and finding, advise them on different strategies. We take them to funding calls with Source Capital, our peer-to-peer platform. And I go out and visit sites with them, go on viewings with them and basically just advise them and feedback on the properties and the strategies that they're looking at. So basically, your responsibility is to make sure that the people that you are looking after are more successful. That's right, Chris. You're a lot more concise than me. But yeah, that's my, that's my role. That's something that I knew already, but I'm sure the listeners will get to know after this series of seven podcasts. I'm sure they will. Thanks. Thanks for that. Now, if you've never heard of an assisted sale before, this is a fantastic strategy that could really help you make money out of property where other people can't make the margins work and don't see an opportunity. So, Abby, first of all, tell me, what is an assisted sale? Chris, basically, an assisted sale is a property strategy where you can JV with the owner of a property that's struggling to sell. It might be that the property has been on the market for six months or more. The reason it's struggling to sell is because it needs a refurbishment or it needs remedial works to make it more attractive to buyers to then put back on the open market. So you JV with the owner. You would put money into the property to create capital uplift, which you have then got control over. You don't at any point own the property yourself. The money that you put in to do the refurbishment doesn't have to be your money. You can get an investor on board. You can use their funds and you agree a sales price with the seller. That will be what they will have at the end when they when you sell the property. Any capital uplift you make after that, that the property is sold for, that will be then your profit for yourself and to split with the investor if you've used an investor. Well, that was a lot of information in two minutes. So let's break that down into a couple of questions so that it's a little bit more palatable and a little bit easier to understand. So first of all, and most importantly, with this strategy, you could potentially take advantage of the capital uplift from a property without ever owning it. Did I hear that right? That's absolutely right, Chris. At no stage would you own the property yourself. Okay, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be JVing with the owner. So what does JV mean and explain what that situation would look like? So JVing is when you joint venture with the owner of the property. So the chances are perhaps you would need to go to the agent first that was selling the property, discuss the assisted sales process with them and ask them whether their seller would be interested in JVing on an assisted sale with you. It would mean that you would be completely in control of the property, the refurbishment and the sales process with the agent. The owner would not need to do anything other than agree an end price that they would be happy to accept once the property is sold, once the refurbishment has been done. Wow. Okay. You're going to be able to take control of the property. So it sounds like you're going to have some pretty strong agreements in place to do this. The first question that would come to my head would be if I was looking at an assisted sale as a brand new strategy that I didn't know anything about, the first thing that I would think would be what I'm currently struggling with in my property business is that I can't find direct to vendor leads. 
And the likelihood of, a, of an estate agent allowing me to do this with one of their clients must be pretty low. Is that the case? That's absolutely not the case, Chris. There's so many benefits of an assisted sale, not only for the seller, but for the agent as well. You're going to achieve a sale for them and you're going to make the property more saleable. You will project manage the whole process. So really, they can take a completely hands-off approach until it gets to the stage when that property goes back on the market to be sold again. And the chances are that the amount of viewings that they will have to conduct will be fewer than um, previously, just because... The property will be more saleable, so the chances are that it will sell quicker than it would have done previously. So going back to something that you said right at the very beginning, you said that the ideal situation for a property that is a great opportunity as an assisted sale would be something that's been on the market for six months and is empty, right? So if you imagine a property that's been on the market for six months, imagine what how many times that estate agent has been to that property how many viewings they've been on in that property and that's going to start to get really frustrating from the estate agent's point of view because they're wasting their time they're wasting their time going to this property and they're not turning this property over because what estate agents are interested in is getting property off their books selling property and getting it off their books and getting new properties onto their books so they're starting to get frustrated by this property that hasn't sold for six months they've spent a lot of time going to viewings there and now what you're proposing is that it needs to be refurbed, you'll pay for that refurb, and then it goes back on the market with the same estate agent, and now it's ready to move into. So now you know that properties in and around that area are going to sell much quicker once they're ready to move into, because you've done your research in that area. And therefore, from the estate agent's point of view, they'll get their sale much faster once the property is being refurbed. That's what you're going to do for them. So that's a massive benefit for the estate agent. When it comes to the seller, though, what are the benefits for the seller? There's so many benefits for the seller. The chances are if the property has been on the market for a while, it might be that it's an unfortunate situation. They may be going through a divorce or the property might be about to be repossessed by the bank. So the ultimate benefits really is that there'll be no cost for the refurbishment. They've got peace of mind and it's a completely hands-free process for them. You take control of everything and ultimately the property will sell faster once it's been done up and refurbed and made much more appealing. And again, thinking about the benefit, if you think about the owner and the situation that we just mentioned, so it's been on the market for six months and it's empty. The one thing that you know about that property is that it's not making the owner any money, but it is costing them money. So in the example where let's say that they've inherited the property, that might be something that they've inherited that they have no way of paying for. So actually they would be open to, to listening to this kind of solution to help them sell that property. So again, it's a fairly similar thing for the estate agent and for the owner of the property. They're going to sell the property property. That's what the main benefit is. From the owner as well, you mentioned about the property being repossessed and they might be in trouble with the bank. So is there something that you can do to get involved in that situation to make sure that they don't lose it? You can absolutely get involved if the owner is happy for you to have that conversation with the bank, explain exactly what you're doing, that you're going to step in, do the requirements or the refurbishments to improve that property and then make it saleable so that the owner will be able to to sell it and the bank will be able to recoup their money, then you can absolutely go down that route as well. And actually, we've got an example at Sourced where 
one of our franchisees did an assisted sale with somebody. They structured a property as an assisted sale, should I say. And the issue that the person had that owned the property was that they were in mortgage arrears and they were about to lose their property. So the source franchisee came up with a solution whereby they proposed the assisted sale and they would pay the mortgage arrears back to the mortgage company up front. That would be the vendor's fee for that property. But it would mean that he didn't lose the property and therefore he'd get money out of it rather than it being repossessed and getting no money out of it. So it's a great solution for somebody who's potentially in trouble. Tell me about some of the benefits, some of the other benefits as well for you as a person that's going to propose an assisted sale to someone because you don't own the property i guess you're able to get access to you know doing the work on that property and starting the project much quicker because you don't have to buy it right yeah of course once you've made the agreement with the seller you've agreed all the financial aspects and all the legal elements and, and documents have been agreed which is something we'll discuss on a later podcast you can then completely agree the time scale with that seller they potentially can let you into the property the next day to start the work and as a benefit following this strategy you could be in and out of that property within a couple of weeks having done the refurb and then it could be sold within kind of four to eight weeks after that the whole process could be done and dusted within three months and then it's taken you three months to make your profit on this strategy so there are big benefits to the seller there are big benefits to the estate agent and there are fairly obvious benefits to you so it's a really powerful strategy it's one of those win-win-win situations whereby everybody benefits. There's a gain for everybody in this structure. Now, one of the things that we mentioned earlier were the agreements that are needed for an assisted sale. So we need some pretty powerful agreements to make sure that you've got control over that property, but also, I guess, to secure your money and also to make sure that property is sold at the back end, because it wouldn't be very good for you if you put your own money into a property. And then the the person that owns the property says, actually, I really like the work that you've done. I'm going to move back into it and I don't want to sell it anymore because that adds a layer of complication that you don't need. So what are the agreements that you need in place in order to make sure that this goes ahead? There's three agreements. So you've got your RX1, which creates restriction over the property. So that protects the funds that you are putting in or that your investor is putting in. An option agreement, and that ensures that the vendor can't sell the property without you getting your side of the agreement and your side of the deal. And also a restricted power of attorney. So those three things are really, really important and need to be factored into the discussions before you embark on um, an assisted sale. Did you tell us what a restricted power of attorney does? I didn't. Let's hear it now then. Go on, Chris. Can you, you can tell us. Okay, so a restricted power of attorney makes sure that you have the right to sell that property at the back end. So that's the one that protects your investment from being sold. It means that the restriction on the power of attorney is just specifically for that property because you don't need a, a power of attorney over any of that other person's assets, you know, 9.9 times out of 10. So it makes sure that you are the one that can go to the estate agent. You're the one that can arrange the sale and you're the one that can make sure that, that property is being sold. They're very um, comprehensive what those contracts cover. And obviously they're very powerful because you're taking control of somebody's property. So would you say that they have to be looked at from a solicitor or is this the kind of thing where you can just download the contents or the template from a website and just go ahead with those templates, Abby? No, Chris, you need to speak to a solicitor regarding this. It needs to be outsourced to take their advice on this. This isn't something that you should look at doing yourself without taking legal advice because obviously you don't want to end up in a whole world of grief by not getting your side of the bargain. So that is really important that that is done properly and you get the right legal advice. Yeah, absolutely right. And 
Two of those contracts are fairly straightforward. You know, the, the restricted power of attorney and the RX1, they're both fairly straightforward that most solicitors can deal with. But when it comes to the option agreement, you might have to get a little bit more specialist. So you can find solicitors that are, are specialised in option agreements and what they do. And I would highly recommend you use somebody that knows exactly what an option agreement is to make sure that your contracts are absolutely watertight before you go into an agreement like this. So we've looked at the contracts that you need in order to do an assisted sale. We've looked at the benefits for the seller and we've looked at the benefits for the estate agent. But what are the benefits for you? What does it mean to you? And why would you look at doing this project as an assisted sale rather than just buying it and flipping it yourself, doing the refurb work and then flipping it yourself? So the benefits for you, the biggest benefit is access to money, because if you're going to do a flip, you need to buy the flip. You need to then refurb the flip. You need to sell the flip. So let's say that the process of conveyancing takes three months like it usually does. So three months at the beginning, then whatever time it takes to do the refurbishment, then three months at the end. So when you buy that and you put your money into that project, you're not going to get your money back for at least six, seven, eight, nine months, depending on how quickly that property sells. Whereas with an assisted sale, you don't need to go through that conveyancing time at the beginning. So you're immediately taking out three months at the beginning in which you can just start that refurbishment work as soon as you have control over the property, as soon as you've got your contracts in place. So by the time you've put your money in to taking your money out, you've just reduced that by three months, which means you're going to get your money back much, much quicker. Now, Abby, when you're discussing the assisted sale with people, what is the sort of general agreement that you would have with the owner of that assisted sale? The agreement would be that you would agree a period of time that this is going to take to do. You would agree how much that seller would be willing to accept for the property. That's really important that that's agreed up front and make them aware that anything that it goes for over and above what they want for it will be your profit just so that they're fully aware of how the process works. I can feel that a lot of people are going to be saying, well, hold on a minute. If the property is currently worth £200,000 and you're going to put some money into it, but after you've put your money into it, it's going to be worth £300,000. Why would that the person that owns that property be willing to accept £200,000 for that property when they know that it's been uplifted? Well, first of all, it's all about the situation that they're in, because if they can't afford to keep that property and it's not selling, you are solving that problem for them. You are creating a solution in which they sell their property quicker. The typical line that I use when I'm talking to somebody about an assisted sale would be, you've got it on the market for £200,000. What I propose is that I put my own money into that property, we refurb it, we put it back on the market, and we know that once it's back on the market, it's got a much higher chance of selling in this local area once it's ready to move into. And at that point, I will pay you your £200,000 that you're asking for for this property. I'm not going to try and haggle you down. I'll give you your £200,000. I obviously need to take the money back that I've put into the property. And if there's anything left over the top of that, I'll take that as my profit. I would be completely open and honest with them because it's really important that they understand that if there is anything left at the top of Uh, when you've taken your money out and they've been paid their 200, that that comes to you. If you are open and honest, if you have that written in the heads of terms and then that heads of terms is transferred into the option agreement, then there can be no issue at the back end because you've got everything documented and you were completely honest with them from the beginning. But what you are doing, again, is creating a solution for them. Now, like I mentioned earlier, is one of the podcasts or the first podcast in a series all about assisted sales. So, Abby, do you want to tell us what the other six podcasts are going to be in this series of seven podcasts about assisted sales? 
Yeah, no problem, Chris. So next one will be how do I assess an assisted sale? We've got how do I find an assisted sale? How do I fund an assisted sale? And we've got a really great episode um, of an example of an assisted sale with one of our sourced franchisees who has actually done an assisted sale. We've spoken about that briefly on this podcast. Number six in the series is where do I find buyers? And the final one in the series is can I manage the process of an assisted sale myself? We've obviously touched on a few things from these other podcasts in the series, but we'll go into everything in more detail on each one. Because we want you to feel totally comfortable about the whole process of an assisted sale. At Source, we're not just about giving you the information. We are about helping you deliver on that information. We don't try and hide the detail from you. We give you everything up front to empower you to then go out there and make this work, make it happen. So we're going to give you everything that we can and we hope you feel comfortable and safe and secure enough to then go and uh, put it into practice. Now, one of the things that we're going to look at is how do I find an assisted sale? And we are going to talk about estate agents. Now, one of the things that people have an issue with when we're talking about assisted sales is going into an estate agent and having that first conversation, that first proposition as to what an assisted sale is. One of the downloads that we've created is an assisted sale brochure, which describes what an assisted sale is and allows that estate agent to have a look through the brochure in their own time to get to know the details of how the assisted sale works. You can view the brochure for assisted sales by clicking on the link that we have left for you in the description. And there's also other resources on assisted sales that you will find there. Thanks very much for listening. Like we said, this is the first in a series of six other podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe so that you listen. You get to hear all the other podcasts that we're going to put on here. And we appreciate all five-star reviews that you guys have left us. So if you can leave another five-star review, we will be very, very grateful. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next time.